You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Hey, everyone. Tim McMaster here along with our MLB.com Yankees reporter, Brian Hoke. We're about a week into game action down in spring training. Uh, As we speak here on a Wednesday, the Yankees made the long trip across the state to take on the Mets. But, Brian, let's start by going back to Tuesday. Uh, CeCe Sabathia in the news, not just because he got out on the mound uh, and pitched really well in spring training, but also because of the article that he posted on the Players' Tribune. Of course, that Derek Jeter's website where players get a chance to kind of voice their mind, voice their opinions. And really a a really from-the-heart article, I thought, by CeCe Sabathia about his alcohol addiction, everything he's gone through really in his career that led up to the point where obviously he took himself off the field at the end of last season and and checked himself into rehab. Um, When you read that article in the Players' Tribune, was it coming from the CC that you've kind of gotten to know over the years covering the Yankees? Yeah, I think uh, his points were very consistent with everything that he's told us both in press conferences and I've spoken to him one-on-one. And uh, the message is essentially the same, that uh, this is something he's been battling since 2012. He'd realized he had a problem with it. Uh, Really just reached his breaking point that last series of the year in Baltimore where he felt terrible, knew that he couldn't come out and help the Yankees uh, make the playoffs if they had to call upon him. And uh, that's what sent him into Joe Girardi's office at Camden Yards and said, hey, I, I... can't do this anymore and Girardi responded we're with you so uh he takes you a little bit through the rehab process and obviously how he's going to continue to battle this for the rest of his career and I, I think we knew all of that but um you know it's different seeing a paper seeing a player put the paper to pen or, or vice versa there I, I think that uh no matter how many press conferences or media members he's spoken to about it I think the fact that this came from from the heart um came directly from his keyboard. I think that's pretty cool, and he's been pretty upfront about that. He wants to own this. He wants this to be out there because if it helps other people realize that they have a problem and can seek help, then uh, he's all for it. Yeah, I thought the honesty level was was really impressive, and a couple things stood out to me. One was that he did bring up that obviously this is an ongoing battle um, that he'll go through for the rest of his life, and, and you don't always hear that from people. Some people go to the rehab and and you think oh that's it but he was clear that that this is going to be day in and day out and then the other thing I thought was interesting that he had in there was one of the reasons that he wanted all this information out there is he said you know if if you see me out there with a beer in my hand if you're a fan if you see me in a situation where I'm not sticking to this I want you to basically come up to me and tell me to get my act together and I thought that was really interesting that he's kind of he's looking for help from everyone in this battle yeah, and I think that extends to teammates as well as as well as people in the general public who might run into CC. I think, uh, you know, you travel with these guys 100 to 180 games a year, uh, depending on spring training or whatever it is or the playoffs. Uh, these guys are together a lot, and so um, they should be their own support group. Um, they 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 are the eyes and ears who can make sure that CC stays on track and stays on message and and can really battle this because it is going to be a battle. I, I think that 30 days in rehab. Um, you know, that's a head start, but he's got the rest of his life to think about, and he's been pretty upfront and open about that. And uh, He wants to do this for his family, and he wants to feel good when he wakes up in the morning, and uh, I think more power to him, and I'll be rooting for him, for sure. Absolutely. I think everybody will, and people had to be, as we transition back to baseball here with Brian Hoke, 
uh, encouraged by what they saw as far as CC Sabathia, the pitcher, on Tuesday as he goes out, throws two innings. He didn't give up a hit. He did walk a batter. He struck out two. And obviously he has that knee brace on that he's talked a lot about. But he looked really good as far as it goes. For, for I know the numbers don't really matter at this point in the spring, but everyone had to be encouraged with what they saw with CC on the Hill Tuesday. It's funny. The numbers don't matter unless you're getting lit up, and then all of a sudden it's a red alert day. But CC uh, passed and uh, yeah, he said that you know nothing's guaranteed to him this year. I, I think that you can probably forecast and say he's going to be rotation just because I don't think twenty-five million dollar a year pitchers uh, pitch long relief. But uh, I think he's going to have every opportunity to be in rotation. If he's not, I think he'll start the year on the disabled list. But uh, what you see right now um, tells you that yeah, if you have to plug that guy in as your number five starter, I know the velocity is not what it once was, and I think they had him clocked about eighty-four, eighty-five miles an hour up there, but. Uh, I, I think that he can he can be effective like that. Um, you know, we've seen tons of pitchers in the in the latter stages of their careers learn that they don't have to be strikeout guys. They can succeed by putting the ball in play and challenging hitters. And uh, that that's a transition Spathia has been working on for a few years now. I think that that brace is a continuation of what you saw at the end of last year. Uh, that was very encouraging. Uh, he was pitching his best ball of the year when he went into rehab. So I, I think that on the field. CC seems to have figured something out off the field as well, and uh, he's got a lot of reasons to be optimistic for 2016. The other off-the-news news, I guess, as far as the Yankees goes, Roldis Chapman, um, the word comes down, 30-game suspension, probably about what, what most people expected to see from Chapman. It's a suspension that isn't going to, I think, have a huge impact on the Yankees for the full season simply because they do have the depth out there in the bullpen. Uh, But for those 30 games, is Andrew Miller automatically back to being the closer, or is Dylan Batances going to have some sort of a say here in spring training? I think Miller's a guy. um, That's basically what the Yankees were doing. They knew when they traded for Chapman that he was going to miss part of the season. They expected that and were planning around it. Uh, it may have been a little bit more than they were anticipating, but 30 games, 25 games doesn't really make a whole lot of difference. So he'll be back May 9. Um, Miller can obviously won the Mariano Rivera Award last year as a uh, top closer in the American League. He is more than capable of stepping in there, and I think it frees you up to use Dylan Pants a little bit in the eighth inning as well as the seventh. Um, you, know, you can call on those guys for more than three outs, too, if you have to. So they're, they're kind of back they were last year. They don't have Justin Wilson, obviously, who was another big piece of that bullpen mix. But um, I think they should be able to survive those 30 games for sure without Chapman. And then when you put him back in, uh, Miller was asked about it, and he said he's got no problem yielding the uh, ninth inning to Chapman. He said hopefully uh, they'll be rolling along, and then Chapman makes him even better. Now, how does this affect Chapman as far as getting ready for the season, going through his work? Uh, I don't think he can pitch in spring training games, correct? So it's just going to yep. be off the field stuff. Oh, he can. He oh, can. He can. Okay. He's actually going to pitch uh, Thursday okay. at Steinbrenner Field. Will be his first start. Well, not start, but his appearance for the Yankees. And and the reason that they've kind of staggered him is he doesn't need to be ready for opening day. So he's he's pretty much ready to go. I watched him pitch a simulated game at Steinbrenner Field and sat right behind home plate or netting right in front of my face, first row, and that was pretty darn impressive. I, I tell you what, I, I put some of the video on the Twitter and Facebook, but I don't think it really captured. Uh, that was cool to, to see 98, 99, 100 miles an hour. Uh, he was pitching against Kristen Orpia and Dustin Fowler, one of their minor league prospects, and he was just dominating those guys. So uh, not an easy at-bat for sure. Um, but, yeah, the, he looks pretty ready to me. I think that uh, the only 
key is they, they don't want to tire him out. There's no reason to use up those innings now. So uh, he'll appear a little bit during spring training, but probably not as often as some of the other guys just because there's no reason to get him ready for April 4th. Brian, Rob Refsnyder, obviously, uh, you know, a prospect with the Yankees and a guy that at one point this offseason you thought maybe he'd be in the mix at second base before, of course, they make the trade to fill that hole. But he got some time at third base on Sunday and I guess looked pretty comfortable over there. How big a lift for, for just when you look at a 25-man roster, if he can play third as well, how much does that help this team and how much does that help him as far as somehow breaking this lineup and break, breaking into the Major League Club this season? Yeah, Ref Snyder's basically in the mode where he's willing to do whatever, whether it be third base, play second base, if they want him to go back to the outfield a little bit, he's willing to do it. It's pretty much anything but pitcher and catcher he's game for because he wants to be on that opening day roster. But uh, this is something that he didn't try over the offseason. They didn't really drop this on him until he had already got to Tampa and, and uh, kind of floated the idea, said, hey, would you be comfortable taking some ground balls at third? And that's what he basically said. He said, if it'll get me to New York in April, I'm all for it. So uh, this is a work in progress for sure. But the first game out there against the Phillies, uh, he got a ball, hit his way, his way right away, made a diving stop, came up, made a 5-4-3 double play on it. Um, that's that's pretty good for a guy who hasn't played third base since his freshman year of college. So uh, I, I think the skills are in there, the reaction time is in there. Um, I, I think that if he makes the team and can play a passable second base and third base, this could be a, uh, a useful bat off the bench for the Yankees. I think that they were going to go into the season. They were prepared to have Ref Snyder hit against lefties, and Dustin Ackley would have been against righties. That was before the Starling Castro trade. Now, if you can get that guy coming off the bench as a platoon type guy, put him in as a late inning pinch hitter against a lefty, uh, you know, that could be very useful for Joe Girardi. So I think they're very open to it, and they want to give him more opportunities to prove he can do it. This has been MLB.com Extras, our Yankees edition. Brian Hoke, thanks a lot. MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free At-Bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go every night on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details.